Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Lisa, once brilliant playwright, no longer writes. She lives with her family in Switzerland, but her heart remains in Berlin, beating in time with her twin brother, Sven the famous theater actor. Since Sven has been suffering from an aggressive form of leukemia, the relationship between them has become even closer. Lisa does not want to accept this blow of fate. She does everything in her power to bring Sven back on stage. For her soulmate, she neglects everything else and even risks losing her husband. Her marriage goes awry, but Lisa has only has eyes for her brother. The film is My Little Sister, and we're joined today by the co-directors, Stephanie Shua, as well as Veronique Raymond. Uh, thank you both uh, so much for being here on Film School Radio. Hello, thanks Hello. for having us. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a beautiful film. When I was uh, thinking, sort of the descriptions about the film, you know, it's about family, about relationships, it's about mortality, and it's also about options. In the film, there are almost every character has a number of options available to them, sort of forks in the road in their in their journey through life. Almost everyone does. And it's a, just an interesting study as to how each one of them deals with it. So first, I guess I'll ask a very basic question uh, in putting this film together. How did the ideas for the film uh, come to you? I'll start with you. Um, well, go ahead, Ronik. Yes, um, first we wanted to write a movie for non-French speaking actors. We had the dream to, to work with actors maybe coming from Germany, from UK or US, because we like very much the way they um, perform. They, have, they are very physical, there's a physicality in the acting and you can really see it with the actors uh, of the Charbonne in Berlin, for example. So, and we we were fond of Nina Huss because we saw her in Barbara from Christian Petzold, a beautiful movie. And we thought we want to write a movie for her. And that was the starting point. Then we thought, why not putting this in the expat community in Switzerland, in our mountains, the boarding schools, because you have many, many foreigners there, and it's kind of little world, a pretty closed world, and we wanted to explore this for this movie. But then, in 2015, we were in Berlin, and completely by chance, we saw Nina Haas in a shop in, in the street, and we thought we have to go to her and we have to talk to her because we have her picture on our laptop now for months and we have to tell her but we were so impressed that we just forgot her name at that moment so we, <laughs> we went to her very spontaneously we just said hi we are two film two swiss film directors we are writing a movie for you do you have time for a coffee and she was a bit surprised and then she said okay yeah well let's see maybe in two days i have a little slot and we gave her our number and we thought she would never call back, but she did. And two days later, we met her for real, officially in a coffee and the, 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 the very uh, little and coffee lasted for three hours. And that was really the starting point of this writing process. And through meeting her, we saw, she told us that she was a member of the Charbonne, that she knew Thomas Ostermeyer and Lars Eidinger. And we did also know these 
Ostermeyer and Lars Eidinger because we are first actresses and we, we knew them from, from our theater roots. And that's how we suddenly thought, oh, let's have these two milieu like in a mirror, the Swiss boarding schools and the theater milieu in Berlin and to really have a kind of tension between those two completely different words that how we began really to think about this story. Was the element of, of the brother uh, dealing with an illness with a with cancer was that sort of, was was that part of the original dynamic um, involved? Uh, Stephanie, do you want to take that? Well, the the idea of um, the character of Nina Hoss having a brother came really when we met her and thought she would have uh, a family and uh, coming from Berlin, the theater milieu, and have a brother, a twin brother, and. As then we wanted to explore this uh, sisterhood, this closeness, and uh, to see how is it when one is going, how, how could we uh, treat the, the separation? And actually when these two souls are so close, for us only illness or to have this threat of death could really be embody the separation moment. It's really when one is physically gone. And um, so this, this illness story came because we wanted to, to, to speak about the separation and it was really the way, you know, it's not like he's going to live uh, at the other end of the world. It's not a separation because you can always communicate. And so, so it was the only way we had kind of to tell this, uh, this closeness. And this comes from the fact also that Veronique and I have known each other since we are 10 years old. We were at school together. So we know each other since we are kids and we really grew up together as, as human beings, as teenagers. We both started to be actresses. So we have this kind of soulmate connection without being a couple. We are really uh, best friends forever, BFF, but also artistic collaborators. And we have a, a world we share and really our world is embodied by uh, Lisa and Sven, by the two characters. So that's how we, there, it's us, these two characters, kind of. Even if none of us is sick or ill, but sometimes we think, wow, if the other was what the other one was gone, it's all what or we, sick. Or, or sick, it's yeah. all what we create that couldn't get to life. Of course, we both have a personal creativity, but what we share is very unique. And this is really, we realize the preciousness and fragility of this. Yeah, and I think that's such a wonderful part of my little sister is this idea of someone who is you in so many ways and then watching them dealing with mortality, dealing with the end of their life. As difficult as it is for Sven to navigate the world he finds himself in, he is dealing with his mortality at times, and then at other times, he's he's running away from it. Um, I just want to inject that one of my all-time favorite films is uh, Bergman's Persona. It's one of my favorite films, and it remains since the day I saw it. I just was so taken by the idea of it and how well it was executed. And and I love films that are uh, are like this, where they sort of challenge your idea of self, challenge your your relationship to really, in some ways. Um, we see Lisa's uh, relationship to reality starting to diminish as well because she's losing something so so near and dear to her. But I love the idea of playing with this idea of identity and what it means and how it and how we how we deal with it. I don't know if I have a question. I just wanted to let you know that this these are I think these are universal topics. And the one one of the things about my little sister is how much humanity there is in this film you know everyone is flawed 
but also very human, very relatable. Uh, talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, Veronique, about the development of these different characters, the husband, Martin, the different, the different, these sort of different dynamics. Yes, for us, it was very important to give to each character an identity and something to fight for. So the, there's no bad guy and there's right. no good guy. It's right. not black or white. It's all gray, <laughs> many different grays, I would say, because we, we have to make choices in life all the time. And it's not about be, being rude to each other, but sometimes when we have a husband, for example, it's true, uh, she is married to uh, a boarding school uh, boss director, uh, how do, uh, administrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's very happy in Switzerland. He's happy. He's completely. Um, yeah, he has a great job, and the family is happy. The children are happy in Switzerland. And they can enjoy the nature and everything. And he's he loves sports, and and he can really develop in his uh, in his job, but. Um, his um, uh, wife is not happy there. She is not getting. She's not developing. She's not flourishing there because she's an artist and she needs the, another milieu for her creativity to open. And it's very difficult because, yeah, uh, he says, but you're a writer. A writer can write anywhere. Uh, why do you have to live in Berlin, New York, Los Angeles to write or wherever? And and she said, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't want to stay in Switzerland, and this is, this is uh, her. This was an agreement they had before coming to Switzerland that they would stay for five years and then they would go back to Berlin. And he has the opportunity to stay, and it's very human. And many people are confronted to this kind of choices at one point, and when it's the husband who provides, financially speaking, then the wife feels a bit weak somehow because she says okay i'm not happy but i cannot provide for the family if we quit if we go back so what can i offer not so much but my happiness means a lot too so an artistic expression uh stephanie is she unhappy because she is not able to be around her brother connect with her brother they work in the same milieu of the theater they she's a writer he's an actor is is that why she's unhappy because her husband as as veronique just said is he's a good provider he's he seems more than happy to help her through the very difficult times that she's going through he seems open to the idea um but it's how much of that is her actual discontent in the relationship with with martin or is has to do with being separated uh, from her brother and from what he is. He is kind of an outlet for her creativity as well. It's not just that he's her brother, but he he provides her with a with a with a way to uh, explain her creativity to the world or to to make it known to the rest of the world. Is that so? It's a mixture actually because we actually as we are Swiss and live in Switzerland, uh, Switzerland is beautiful, but can People can also, uh, for example, we have a beautiful theater, the Théâtre de Vidi uh, at the river uh, near the lake. Uh, um, and French actors, they love to come to rehearse in Switzerland for some weeks. And they say, oh, it's paradise here. It's so quiet. I love it. And they are very happy. They, they rehearse for two, three weeks. Maybe they act the show two, three weeks. So like six weeks. And they are so happy when they go back to Paris. Voilà. <laughs> 
I think this can also uh, um, uh, tell something because it's beautiful here, but it's it's very still. It's very and you can feel very trapped because if you are trapped in these mountains, for someone like Lisa, she feels trapped. So there is something with the, the beauty and the, uh, it, it's not enough for her. So this is one part. And when she knows he has he wants to stay longer for her, it's really uh, she feels completely claustrophobic with that. But the other thing is also, of course, the connection to the writing and to her brother, because she has stopped writing the day also she know is sick and she can't be with him because she lives in Switzerland. So she is in this this um, these two positions, dilemma, dilemma, really. But uh, but yeah, Switzerland can be uh, claustrophobic also for, for some people, and it's an important part. Yeah, and I would add just something about her because uh, she she's uh, I would say very much uh, uh, involved in her family, and uh, so that it's very feminine. You just spend a lot of time making everything going right, so that kind of a harmony. Uh, uh, she's concerned that everybody's happy somehow, but she's forgetting herself completely in this. And her brother always reminds her, you are an artist, go back to who you are, don't forget you are an artist, go back to who you really are. And this is the message from the brother, knowing that he cannot be anymore the one who is fulfilling the artistic part of the duet because he's severely sick and he cannot be on stage anymore. And she has to take this part now again yes. because he won't be able anymore to do it for the both of them. You know, and I think there is something to the creative process that not always, but so oftentimes tends to thrive in chaos, in disorder. It's from that disorder that we're able to distill the essence of what what life is, right? Messiness to me is is can be inspirational because it reveals all of the flaws, the the the, the cracks in in our in our created reality, right? We see things often in the most chaotic and dire times, we see things for what they are, for what they really are, as opposed to what we want to believe they are. And I think that this film has a lot to say about that, that is from this chaos that Lisa is going through and now her family. And now, and you know, there's a lot of that in this film, which makes her more human, more understandable, relatable, and sympathetic as a character. She isn't, first of all, Nina Haas is just absolutely remarkable in this film. She she is just incredible in terms of her performance, but it's also her ability, not only through her words, but also through just the way she carries herself in this performance that you really feel what she's going through. And um, so I just, I think, you know, creative people, I may be wrong, but I do believe that chaos from chaos comes order. And it comes and it comes creativity as well. Is that a fair statement, Stephanie, to make? Yes, I would really say, and especially in this movie, because the moment the creativity gets back to her is in the more difficult and chaotic moment where she's afraid to lose her brother because he's suffering so much and she has to go in this big uh, turmoil. Uh, yeah, uh, with her brother, she has to go at the deepest of herself and to get uh, this. I will write. I will write, and to get the ideas coming and it's from really a, a nearly despair moment and it's the, the more chaotic moment of the movie yes I, I love the motif of the Hansel and Gretel story I think that 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 the way that she was going to write the story based on Hansel and Gretel 
I just thought that was a wonderful element in the film. I just thought it brings a lot of these different elements together in terms of their relationship and the idea of a fairy tale sort of, you know, as the basis for their relation uh, to explain their relationship. Well, first of all, before I go any further, I want to remind our our listeners that we're, we're talking about the film My Little Sister. We're speaking with Stephanie Choa as well as Veronique Raymond. Uh, and the film is coming out through uh, Film Movement. Uh, it's coming out today, Friday, uh, January 15th. And you should be, definitely should be looking for this. You can go to the Film Movement website. Uh, that would be the best place to go, filmmovement.com, to find out more about it. It will be in virtual theaters here in Los Angeles at the Lemley Theater chain. You can go to the virtual cinema guide that's provided for you at the Film Movement uh, website. So check that out. First of all, this is the Swiss official entry for the Academy Award consideration for Best Foreign Film. Much congratulations to you for that. And uh, how does it feel in terms of just sort of uh, the acknowledgement, the appreciation of this as, as filmmakers? Um, what are you taking away from from this? We are very honored to be the Swiss contender that our country chose us to represent uh, uh, Switzerland, really. And for us as filmmakers, it's really a big opportunity to, to bring out our movie overseas, even if we are stuck in our living room in Switzerland. But it's a great chance to, to, to present it to the US audience. It's another culture. We've come to LA several times, so we can really see uh, it's really another culture than Europe, and and so far we had really great reactions from the the U.S. people who saw the movie, and we are very honored of that and grateful of this journey, uh, because it's very exciting for us. And uh, and with this world where everything is stuck, you know, we all are stuck at home. We have something really to yeah to go to be thrilled, enthusiastic, to share with people, and it's. It's especially a, a big gift now. We are a bit frustrated not to be in LA because we, we love LA and we would love to be there, but very happy to for this adventure. <laughs> I singled out Nina Haas for praise and she certainly deserves it. Uh, Lars Eindiger, who plays uh, her brother Sven, is also equally amazing in this film. Let's, I don't, don't want people to get the impression that he, he is he's fantastic. Everybody in it is excellent. Everyone. Um, and again, going back to the husband, Jens Albinus, they're all excellent, but it's a tough role because he could easily be seen as sort of the bad guy in the film because he has his own interest. But at the end of the day, he actually makes a lot of sense. Lisa isn't quite in the right frame of mind to be making a lot of decisions about their future. So it he has to make some decisions, and I'm not going to say too much more about it than that. He plays it beautifully. He just plays it as as just a, a, a loving husband who's doing the best he can. Yeah, everybody in the film is, is just wonderful. So my congratulations to, to both of you for your work Thank here. Thank you very much. And for the one who looked the, uh, watched the series Babylon Berlin, Lars Eidinger is also in Babylon Berlin. And I know that some people are very surprised to see him so different in our movie from his character because he's a bad guy in Babylon Berlin. Okay. <laughs> it's a big contrast. <laughs> okay, well, well, I've been talking about your, your work as a director, but you also are, are the co-authors, co co-screenwriters co of the film. So congratulations on that. And one last uh, comment has to do with your director of uh, cinematography. Zoom, Brum. I, I just love the camera work. I love the, the cinematography in this. It's so beautiful. And the, 
it's a relatively muted color palette that you use in the film, very muted sort of color schemes, but it's it's nuanced that it's it just did a fantastic job in, in terms of uh, the cinematography. So congrats. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted to say something about the cinematography, the, the, the picture, because we wanted a dancing camera. We wanted really, uh, the, the camera is almost also a character in our movie. And it's really, really getting part to all this chaos also, and very close to the actors. And because we wanted to have the feeling of this inner uh, confusion that our main character Lisa is just um, feeling all over this movie because she's completely taken uh, by her, all her contradictions. And that's why the, 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 the camera is always moving somehow, yeah. this kind of choreography. Voilà. Yeah, and there's there's one scene with uh, with her in which the camera kind of follows her down as she sort of falls to the ground. Mm -hmm. Remember, and that one really struck me, you know, watch it because I've watched it a couple of times now. So the second time you watch a film, you usually are looking for some of the more technical, at least me, I look for a little more of the technical side of things. And there's just, yeah, absolutely right. A lot of camera movement, a lot of in and out of rooms, a lot of just kind of tracking people, but very unobtrusively. That's the other thing. I mean, I felt like I was walking down the hall in the apartment or wherever it might have been where it was just I was just there. I didn't feel like it was something other than that. And but particularly important because it really it does frame these these characters in very important ways and tells a story unto itself. My congrats to Philippe. Zoom broom. Uh, so for on his work here. Well, I want to thank both of you so much for being here. I look forward. I hope there's something that you're working on. And when we can all basically see one another in real life again, I, I look forward to that opportunity to come back on the program and uh, tell us what you've been working on. And I'm sure it'll be great. So I want to thank both of you for being here today. Thank you very much for joining us. The Thank film, you. again, is My Little Sister, and we've been talking with the co-writers and the co-directors of the film, Stephanie Chua, as well as Veronique Raymond. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.